Hello, friends. Welcome to Success for Whole Ass Humans. I'm your host, Shari Bellucci, success strategist and well being coach for entrepreneurs, creatives, artists, activists, and thought leaders. I'll be your guide as well as your companion along the journey to cultivating a life grounded in your version of success while navigating the ups and downs that come with living a life as a whole ass human. We're often all going through such similar experiences, and yet we still feel isolated in them. I've created this space because I know that there's power in having our experiences normalized and how deeply transformative it is to know that you are not alone. If you're going through an experience that's challenging or complex in your life or business, and your brain has hit a wall, I want this to be the space that helps you open up that dialogue and conversation with yourself so you can explore and look at things in a way that ultimately helps you feel better and lighter. Like all of my content, my intention is not to present a one-size-fits-all solution, but to offer you possibilities to help you move through the stuckness so you can truly embrace your identity as someone who gets to create wild success, whatever that means for you, while being a whole-ass human. Let's dive into today's episode. I teased y'all in the title a little bit. Um, We are talking today about the most probable, the most probable, the most solvable problem in business that keeps many entrepreneurs stuck. I would actually say most entrepreneurs stuck at some point during their business journey, and that is decision fatigue, right? And the reason I like wanted to bring this topic is because I think it's one that affects people at all levels of business. And if y'all are new here in my one-on-one business coaching, I support entrepreneurs across the spectrum, right? So I support people who are still in their full-time job, building their business part-time on the side. I support people who have just left their corporate job and are trying to achieve like sustainability and grow their income now that they've got their first couple clients. And I also support entrepreneurs who have been in business for years and who are working on really scaling up to that next level. And so decision fatigue really never goes away as a problem as a business owner. And so I just want to like one name that and give some permission normalization if that is something that you know, you're really holding and feeling overwhelmed by. And two, also just talk about like some of the whole ass human aspects of it, like why decision fatigue is such a thing, some of the ways that it can manifest, because sometimes we actually don't realize that what we're experiencing is a symptom of decision fatigue. And then also share some tools in terms of what are the ways that you can reduce decision fatigue in life and business so that you can actually direct your energy into the things that you actually value and find meaning in, right? But yes, so let's dive into decision fatigue. I pulled like the official definition of decision fatigue so we can work with that because it's obviously a concept in social psychology, right? And so decision fatigue is was coined by a social psychologist, I think, um, what was his name? Roy Bomeister. And he defined it as the mental and emotional strain resulting from the burden of making choices. And I think this is such a fun definition because what we realize is that like we live in a world with a freaking lot of choice. And as a business owner, right, you're also like often wearing multiple hats in your business, right? You're responsible for holding the strategy, holding the implementation, doing the planning, right? And it's over multiple areas. It might be the marketing, the sales, the client retention, the service delivery, like the financial operations, right? There's so many elements that we're always holding in our brain space. And all of these things require decisions to be made. And if you know about, you know, the psychology of of making decisions, right? 
there is some evidence for the fact that as you make more and more decisions, your ability to make really high quality decisions starts to diminish, right? And so they've done some studies as well with like even in the medical field, right? With um, with nurses and healthcare practitioners and like how how the increase of decisions leads to poorer quality, poorer quality decisions as time goes on. And so not only, you know, do you face making worse decisions by having too many decisions on your plate, um, it also results in like wanting to avoid decisions because you're so overwhelmed, right? And when our nervous systems are overwhelmed, we often look for like peace and stability through avoidance, right? And so that can lead to making like crappier decisions, impulse spending. It can lead to um, avoiding important decisions, right? Because we're so overwhelmed by the micro decisions can also just lead to burnout and just finding it really hard to self-regulate. And we know that like when we're dysregulated, right? It's really hard to make great strategic decisions. And so it's definitely something that I think is really important to address in terms of looking at the spectrum of creating a sustainable business. And so that's why I just want to like bring that topic to today's video and really be able to kind of dive into all the different ways that this can show up in business and some of the different like levers you can pull in terms of addressing this and supporting yourself to make fewer decisions, make better decisions, and ideally like by outsourcing those decisions, create space so that you have more resources, right? More mental and emotional resources to pour into things that you care about and find meaningful. So I guess the first thing I want to share here is just like decision fatigue is real. Decision impacts all level of business owners. Arguably, it, it becomes more of a problem the more your business grows and scales because when we're holding more, there's just more choices to be made. And so it becomes increasingly important as you expand your capacity to really look at how you can really like reduce the amount of decision making and choosing you're having to do um, in your business on a regular basis. But decision fatigue can be outsourced, right? Or decision making can be outsourced, which is what reduces decision fatigue. And as I was thinking about this live stream, I really realized that there's like three ways that you can outsource your decision making. One is you can outsource it your past self or current self can outsource it to yourself. And I'll talk about what that means in a second. We can have like tech systems or automation um, be a form of outsourcing our decisions. And then we can also outsource our decisions to others, right? And so I kind of want to talk about these different buckets and the way that these could show up in business and life and how you can really use and leverage them, right? And, and some of these options are paid and some of them are free. And like, I think what's so important when we're looking at really balancing our capacity to make decisions is also just getting super clear on our values. And I think this is one of the reasons I, I shared in my um, Instagram stories, like this is one of the number one reasons that I continue to invest in one-on-one -on -one coaching, even though like, you know, I'm a business coach, I know the fundamentals of building a great business. I have now like, I'm pivoting into my second business. I scaled my first business to multiple six figures. I'm now scaling this business. I think it's really important to normalize like 
coaching is not always about like learning something or it's not about doing something because you don't know how to do it. I think there's so much value in the support. And one of the main reasons that I love coaching is because receiving coaching is because it really helps me manage my brain space. And I find that like my brain space is one of my most valuable assets in my business, especially as a coach, right? I think I really value showing up um, really clear and cleanly in terms of like making sure that my energy is not leaking or projecting into how I support and coach my clients. But also in terms of like my main form of marketing is content marketing. And so like in order to have the creativity and be able to even show up for some of the operations of my business, like I have to have enough creative energy and brain space in order to do that. Right. And so that's why I love one-on-one coaching so much is it really helps have someone else who can help me hold that brain space and like outsource some of the decision making. So I'm not holding all the micro decisions. And if we look at the concept of body doubling, which I just learned like a month ago, and it's this principle that most of us know, but maybe we don't know the term, right? And that's like having another body there makes it easier to sometimes execute on something that we would otherwise procrastinate on right? Such a great term. And so for me, coaching does a lot of that. It's like there's a container here for me to hold my decision making. So my brain doesn't have to continually turn it over and process the decision and the choices that are available because I know that there's a place for me to take care of that. And so it really helps me like segment and compartmentalize the decision making in a way that doesn't cause it to bleed over and almost create like overwhelm and run my brain into like overdrive. And so um, I think in terms of deciding where you actually want to outsource some of your decision making, it's really helpful to get clear on your values, right? And like what you find important, right? Maybe you want to outsource um, some of your decisions so that you have more time and space to be present with your kids, right? If you're a parent, maybe you want more um, energy to pour into something creative. If you're a writer, if you love creating content, Um, maybe you want like me to have more, um, energy and brain space to pour into your client work. Right. So I think just getting really clear on what your values are and what, what are your real assets and how can you decide what you want to outsource in terms of decisions in a way that frees up your capacity in an area that you value, because it's also very easy to start outsourcing in areas that don't matter. And then to still be carrying all the clutter that you're carrying. And now you have like expense and energy going into outsourcing but it doesn't actually support your values so that's why i think it's really important just to like take that inventory around your values so you can actually be freeing up brain space in the areas that are going to make you feel better and give you a better quality of life okay and in business same thing right free up your brain space so that you can put that energy and mental emotional capacity into something that you really value and desire to devote that energy towards Okay, so let's talk a little bit about those three buckets, um, past self, tech systems, automations, and then others. So in terms of past self, right, what I mean there is like um, being able to like leverage your energy in such a way that like you plan purposefully, um, you can make pre-decisions is the term I use with clients a lot, like we pre-decide things. Um, And so this looks like tactically like things like content repurposing, right? So you're leveraging your energy there in that like your past self is putting energy into creating content so that future self then doesn't have to like 
make as many decisions or want around what they're going to post or write. They just get to leverage the energy that was spent initially and repurpose that content, right? It reduces the amount of decisions you're having to make around what to post and what to write. There are so many instances where we can do that. And often if we know we're going into a heavy decision-making period, we can also like choose to intentionally balance and make pre-decisions during a low decision period just to ease that that transition for ourselves. So like I do this a lot with clients um, who are getting ready to launch, right? If we know they're going to go into a launch season, launches tend to be very emotionally taxing, right? There's a high energy output there is more space holding, you're holding more uncertainty during a launch, you might be navigating your emotions and your mindset kind of going through different um, different experiences, right? And so it's really important to have extra capacity to be able to support your nervous system, your body, all of those things and take good care of yourself. And there's also like shit that needs to get done in terms of like content needs to be posted, right? Certain things need to be shared, maybe certain uh, like a sales page or program overview or something needs to be created so people can actually like book a call or sign up or do the thing that converts right and so those things have to get done but they don't have to get done in real time and there's a thousand micro decisions that go with launching right it's like what's the pricing of my offer how long am i keeping the cart open how many emails am i sending what goes here like all of those things and so often if you can be in a non pre-launch season and almost make those decisions ahead of time. Like one of the things that we do a lot with clients is make like a launch self-care plan and we almost pre-decide like, okay, if I'm having a really hard time in my launch, if I notice my nervous system starting to feel dysregulated, if I notice that I'm starting to like go into doubt and like really feeling like I'm going to burn out, here are the things that I know are really good for resourcing myself, right? That might so we almost like create like a self-care toolkit for the launch in advance of the launch. Because once you're in the launch and experiencing that burnout, it's so much harder to be like, okay, I need to regulate, have the awareness to regulate, then go, what do I want to do? What actually makes me feel good? And then you're constantly having to like make those decisions in real time, which sounds super micro and super nitty gritty, but those are actually the things that become really difficult to do when our nervous system is already at like a lower baseline. And so... You know, if we know that like um, dancing works really well for you, or if you know that like reading a book and going outside is really helpful for you, or if you know that, you know, there's that friend or family member that you can call that always grounds you, right? We almost make a list of the things that we know. And that way, when something does come up, you're like, oh, past me already solved this problem. I get to go back there and like use the resources that past me created when they were resourced enough and bring this in. Thank you, past me, right? That's how you can use past self to really support, you know, future version of yourself by making those pre-decisions. I do this with dinner sometimes, right? This is like the concept of meal planning to an extent is like you pre-decide what you're going to make. So every day when dinner comes around, you don't have to make that decision, right? Same concept. And you can apply this to so many different things. Um, my husband loves to do this with wardrobe. And actually, I think this is um, something that Obama's talked about as well. It's like having certain clothes and certain colors, everything goes together. So you don't have to like redecide what you're going to wear. And so like you're just taking off that mental load of having to make those extra micro decisions. The other category that we talked about to, um, just a second ago was like tech and systems, right? And so that might look like 
automations, right? In terms of like automating reminders for client sessions. It might be automating reminders for a meeting. It might be automating your invoices, right? It might be using a calendaring system, right? So like tech systems and automations are like a great bucket there where you can use to outsource that doesn't require much, you know, budget spend. It doesn't require like past use energy and it also doesn't require another human being. And I think like this is actually definitely an underestimated area, but obviously as you scale, this is such an important part of like building those systems because it totally is possible for you to get it done. But then again, it requires you to remember it, to make time to do it, and then to actually do it. And then if something goes wrong for you to monitor it or maintain it, right? Versus with a system, you're building the system, you're, the system is doing the work, and then you're just maintaining that system. So it's almost like you're removing several steps in between, especially for repeatable processes, right? So like, I'm trying to think of an example outside of of business here where um, tech and systems is really helpful. Banking auto pay, right? Instead of remembering to pay your bill every month, right? Which means like you're logging into like 10 different online platforms and having to pay that manually, right? Is you just like have that on auto pay so that you know it's taken care of. And then if there's an error with your card, you'll get the notification email and you can maintain the system, right? But it takes off so much of that mental load of having to constantly do it. And then third bucket that we um, mentioned. Okay, so we had past self, we have tech and systems, and then we have others, right? This is my favorite category, y'all. And this is one that I leverage the fuck out of during hard seasons because honestly, whole ass human being the center of what I believe, like I really do believe that we really thrive being well supported, being in community with others. And collectively, like we're just not designed to like hold things all on our own. And so I think there's a lot of ways this can look in terms of outsourcing decisions to others, right? It could be friends and partners and using um, your support within a friendship or within a partnership um, to make decisions and to support you in making decisions. There's also like, you know, simple things in terms of life, like, um, one way that I love to leverage others in my personal life is like I get groceries delivered. And for me, that takes away a lot of decision fatigue in, in multiple ways. One, I get overwhelmed when I'm at the store with way too many choices. Um, those amount of choices make me spend more time in the store and cause me to spend more money because I'm buying things that I see. Um, and two, it also, um, like there's a predictability and I can look at my past order and see what I ordered and like it, it shortens the path to like, what I actually need to get and makes it a lot faster. So um, I love to order groceries. That's like such a no brainer in terms of like outsourcing some of that decision making and errands. Um, you know, people do this with all kinds of different um, household tasks. I know some people who like swear by their laundry services, right? But like anything that you can do in terms of reducing that decision fatigue by outsourcing to another human is really helpful. Um, and then coaches, right? And this is like, Again, the number one reason I still love having a coach. And I think it's also like a big part of why it feels so good to be supported. And one of the things that like clients will bring is often those micro decisions that like you don't realize is holding so much space in the mind, but that like is so much easily solved when you just decide that you're going to make a decision around it. And I'm going to go into more detail in this in a second in the different areas of business where I think 
tend to be really like decision choice heavy and and some of the ways that we can resolve that but i think it's just really helpful to to be aware of like where are the areas of business where these decisions really tend to add up and where i need to be mindful of outsourcing some of that decision making process so one of the most common areas marketing and content that's a big decision um, decision loop and energy leak oftentimes um, there's offer details right like how long to make sessions, how many sessions to include, what price to include, how long should the program be, like all of those micro things, right? Client relations, so something comes up with a client, how to navigate it, or something comes up with a prospect in the sales process, right? A client um, wants a refund, um, a client's having a really hard time or wants like to stretch that boundary or extend the scope, um, just all of those kinds of like client relations things that can come up. Um, and then the last category is scaling strategy. So like, what's my path to scaling? How am I going to grow to the next income level? Like, how do I bridge the gap between where I am now and where I want to get to in terms of income, impact, business model, all of those things. And so those are the areas that like, I think create a ton of decision fatigue and where one-on-one -on -one coaching is so fucking powerful because those are the things that like literally operate your business, right? Like marketing and content is like, how you're going to, you know, get your audiences for the most part and get sales. Um, your offer details is like the thing that you even have to sell in the first place and deliver. Client relationships is like literally the part of sales that's like keeping the sales, making clients happy, making sure that you actually have it, the, the desired impact that you want to in the world and are showing up in integrity with your service delivery. And then scaling strategy is like literally how you grow your business and make more money. So I think all of those things are like lifeblood of the business type of things. And so this is why it's so valuable to have coaching, because when we are trying to hold those decisions ourselves, we often find ourselves both having the idea, experiencing our resistance towards the idea and having to self-coach between the two. And that can get really, really tricky and time consuming. Now, I believe if y'all like have been in my corner for a minute, you know, I'm always saying like, I believe that you don't need coaching to be successful, that every person has everything they need already inside of them to figure this out, right? I totally believe that to be true. And I also think that like, sometimes you just don't want to carry that full load by yourself. And especially if you have other responsibilities outside of your business, right? you're caretaking, you're parenting, you have um, a job outside of it, you've got other priorities, you're like involved in volunteer impact work, right? Like anything else, like this starts to become an overwhelming load. And so I think coaching is just a really great way to accelerate your decision-making process and reduce the amount of choices you're having to make. So I will use my coaching sessions with my one-on-one -on -one coach to talk about the most stupid minute shit but I often find that like if knowing I can go there means that I'm not spending time trying to figure it out before our session it's almost like I just make a note in my notebook and go like these are the things I want to make decisions around and then on our session we can go through and I can like make those you know maybe it's like five decisions in like 20 minutes or an hour versus like trying to spend like a couple of you know, time blocks over weeks and never really arriving anywhere. And it's also true that like when we're in an overwhelm around choices, right, we often find it hard to like separate fear from desire. 
So we might not know like what we, we might feel like we don't have clarity around what we want or like I could do this or I could do this. And there's no like tipping point to really facilitate that clear, firm, knowing decision. And so having a coach there, you have someone objective while you're processing all of your stuff, you have someone who can tune in and reflect on how you're reacting and help you figure out like, which is the one that you sounded really clear and decided and excited about? And what's the one that like sounded a lot murkier, right? And really ask you those inquisitive questions to help you figure out like what you actually want and what's actually coming up in terms of like, your desires so that you're making decisions that are just better, more aligned, more sustainable, which ultimately just serves you because then you're not coming up and trying to redecide all of that, right? So this is the freaking power of being able to reduce your decision fatigue. And all three of those buckets are really valuable, right? Whether you're like using past self, whether you're leveraging tech and systems, whether you're leveraging others, like I really believe that it takes a combination of those And so I think if you can figure out, you know, that first piece of what are your intentions and what are your values around what you actually want to free up that mental, emotional energy and brain space for, that will help you decide like where you need to allocate your resources in terms of money and investing and time into outsourcing those decisions so you can actually have the creative time to pour into content, into scaling strategy, into serving clients, right? And those are the things that are going to really be able to take you to the next level without burning out. If you are listening along and realize that decision fatigue is a massive drain on your mental real estate, then I would invite you to book a free coaching session with me. In this coaching session, I will lend all of my years of experience, my eight years of marketing and sales industry experience, my four plus years in business so that we can focus in on exactly what is taking up the mental real estate and what is creating the decision fatigue so that we can identify a few key ways that you can adjust what you're doing right now to create more of that creative brain space that you need in order to show up as the CEO of your business. I would love for you to reach out to me on Instagram, send me a DM and Let me know that you listened to this podcast episode and I will send over a link for you to book a free coaching call. Like I said over and over again in this episode, there is nothing that compares to the power of one-on-one coaching and especially when it comes to helping you really take inventory of the energy drains in your business and the things that might be creating unnecessary amounts of decision fatigue. There's nothing like one-on-one coaching that can really help you drill down into the specifics of your business match your values and help you reach your specific goals. One of my many superpowers is being able to look at the vast toolbox of different strategies and approaches that are available and help you tailor the specific one that's going to be right for you and your business. So I look forward to getting the opportunity to coach you. And until next time, I will see y'all later. Bye y'all. Thank you for listening to Success for Whole Ass Humans. If you enjoyed this episode or have found this podcast valuable in your business journey, please leave us a review so that more people can find us and we can keep spreading the message that we get to be whole ass humans and create wild success. If you want to connect with me more, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Shari Bellucci, and I will see you all next time.